Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and I'm feeling good. On today's show, back by popular demand, we will be reviewing canned wines again. Woo! So exciting. Yeah. Uh, we got a pretty great response from it last time, and so for season two, we decided to do another round of canned wines. There is a ton more than the last time Yeah, we went. Even just six months later, the second there were two sections now for canned wine. Everybody's so. hopping on the bandwagon. Exactly, yeah. Um, and we went to Whole Foods again to pick them out. Uh, and how did we pick these ones, Brittany? Well... I think when we went to the aisle, we saw a lot of sparkling wines, yep. which we were like, eh, maybe we don't do sparkling wines. And it was kind of hard to find ones that weren't sparkling, but we did it. Yeah. And we definitely wanted kind of a mix of uh, just two different types of wines to compare. Yeah. And I think, I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing the sparkling wines are there because it's summertime and because people like their spiked seltzer these days and those are kind of in that same genre yeah everybody likes the bubbles apparently yeah but there was a section for uh still wines and so that's what we have here uh we mentioned in our first episode that the coppola family vineyards are credited with being the first to popularize putting their wines in cans but we weren't able to find one that time well today we did so that is what we're going to be drinking first. Um, I'm feeling fancy. Yes, that is Francis Coppola, director of The Godfather. What? Which I just watched for the first time recently. We we both did, so. You come to me with this canned wine. What is this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I hadn't watched it before, so shame on me, but I've done it now, so uh, I still have, I guess, parts two and three or four or five or six to watch. They're like three hours each, so it's a commitment. Yeah, I totally didn't fall asleep when we were trying to watch it. <laughs> um, so this is... The Look, it's a long movie, and we had a long day, <laughs> and we watched. We started watching it at like 9 p.m. Why did we do that? Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so this is the Francis Coppola California Chardonnay, and we got it in a four-pack of 250-milliliter cans. Yeah, they didn't seem to have them individually. Yeah. Um, apparently they are a thing individually. I looked online, but, uh, not where we were buying them. They are 13.5% alcohol. So on the higher side, do you want to describe the can for folks? Uh, sure. It's a nice classico kind of look. It's this nice orange color with gold writing and a gold emblem on it. It looks pretty classy to me. Yeah. Apparently, this is somewhat um, somewhat nice wine. I was looking at some reviews, and they were generally pretty positive, although a bit mass market maybe, uh, catering to the tastes of like the many instead of doing something more unique, but well-reviewed. So It'd be interesting to see, since it's like the first canned wine, pretty much, what it looked like back then, because now it has like, the calories and the carbs and the sugars all lined out for you, which is yeah. very modern. Yeah, I think also apparently these wines used to come with straws. 
right? They were trying straws? to yeah, <laughs> like like uh, what what are those like um, juice boxes? Yeah. Juice boxes or no? I'm thinking of do you know those uh, rectangular shaped with the straws juice you take boxes. out and you stick it? No, those are those are no, those are boxes. This is more. Uh, pouchy. Um, oh, Capri Sun. Capri Suns. Yes. Yeah, I think that they were, um, we we mentioned it a bit on our last canned wine episode, but they were trying to market to a very specific kind of person, and they don't need to do that anymore. So. And those people like straws. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this, um, this kind of vineyard came about because the, you know, the film director used his money to buy and restore two classic California vineyards. And the vineyards are popular enough on their own that they've become tourist destinations. They have added hotels. They've added theme parks, Whoa. pools, a marketplace, restaurants. It's all themed around movie history, wine history. And this is in California? Yeah. I guess we got to go there sometime. There's two of them, apparently. Huh. They're like big tourist destinations. So, yeah. Cool. And apparently he just launched a cannabis brand as well I was looking at. So, you know, diversification people. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't we get in here and give it a smell? Yeah. Uh, crack it open. Ooh. That's pretty good. That's good. Well, it smells like Chardonnay. That's for sure. Like oaky or? No, um, not too oaky. Just uh, like it's got the sweet vanilla Chardonnay stuff going on. Ah, and I'd say that the dominant fruit is like yellow, yellow fruits. Let's say pear, peach, apple. <laughs> what, what is my nose doing right now? You know, one thing that I was concerned about with the canned wines that I experienced last time when we did this was the metallicness from the metal of a can. But what just happened when I sniffed this canned wine... It kind of reminded me of when you open a a package of hot dogs and you smell, you get a whiff. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't get that, but I, I believe you. I don't know why that came to mind. It just, it gave me, you know, the, the memory smell of that for some reason. <laughs> Just keeping up with the tradition of last time where I smelled the bottle, I just smelled the can. I don't really smell anything when I just smell the side of the can, so, <laughs> you know. It doesn't smell metallic or like hot dogs to me. Okay. Maybe I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm having a day. Get, give it a taste. <sighs> Here we go. Mm. Okay. Actually, that that's actually pretty good. It is actually pretty good. It's um, it tastes like Chardonnay. It does, and it's definitely oaked, uh, for for sure. They maybe went a little bit overboard with that. It's very dry. Yep, um, it is smooth. It's pretty full bodied. It has a little bit of maybe bubbles, just like the tiniest bit. Yeah, I get that a little bit. Um, probably added after the fact because I don't think that happens naturally actually really good one problem with cans though it's so easy to just down it and that's very dangerous for sure and it's 13.8 percent 
It's a glass of wine in a can. Yeah. At least this is the 250 mil version. Our, all our three other cans are the like classic size, which I believe is 350 mils. The like classic, I don't know, Coke bottle, Coke can size. So that's even, that's like almost half a bottle in a can. You know what I mean? Yeah. These ones at least are like a little bit more reasonable. It's slightly closer to a glass, which is, by the way, a glass is like 150 mils in a, yeah. so this is still more than a glass. Holy crap. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't because it feels so light and you're used to drinking, like I said, Coke out of a can or something like that. So it goes by fast. It's really good. (laughs) I actually really like this one. I agree. I was kind of set up to not think it would be very good, but I see why the reviews say it's pretty good. It's especially the body. I really like the way that it sits. It's very full. Yeah. Yeah. It's very full. I agree. Alrighty, well, uh, let's move on to our comparison can here. Ooh, another Chardonnay, our blue lobster. Yeah, and this one is unoaked, uh, sourced from Monterey County, California. And it comes in at 13.8%. Yeah, so what's interesting is it's a white label and it has a blue lobster on it. Blue lobsters are pretty rare, right? They are. And then it, it describes it a little bit on the can, stating that it's unoaked, crisp, with hints of citrus and green apple. So it's a see brighter it. Chardonnay. Yeah, we'll see if it lives up to that. Interesting. Um, I'll open it up. <laughs> okay. Yep, it smells like apple. Yeah. In, in fact, it smells pretty much like apple only. Just apple. <laughs> Uh, so Blue Lobster, as the name suggests, it's based right here in Maine and contracts with multiple vineyards to source the grapes they turn into the wine. Okay. They call themselves an urban winery and jumped on the wine and cans. Boom. Yeah, they're a pretty new company, uh, just a couple of years old. Yeah. So they're they're located in Portland, where we live, in a kind of hip up and coming neighborhood. Yeah, that's... Um it's around Anderson Street in East Bayside for those of you who live around here. It's like there's like 10 breweries and two wineries and it's all like right in a one block radius, which is really cool. Nice little spot. I've never seen it myself the, living the around blue here. lobster. Yeah. Yeah. So it's between I think it's in the same building as Good Fire and Lone Pine. It's on the far okay. end. So they, they sell their cans all over the northeastern side of the United States. Yeah, and that's it. Yep, that's pretty much it. You can't get them if you're south of New York. You can't get them. Ha ha. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. If we haven't tried it yet. Yeah, so. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> um, do you want to smell it some more or do you want to go ahead and taste There's the nothing taste more to smell. It's apple. It's I'm going to give apple. it a taste. Yeah, okay. A lot more going on, though, on the palate. The first thing I really get is lemon and not apple, actually. It's quite uh, acidic. Very bright, lively. It's not, it doesn't have any bubbles like the previous one. Um, honestly, it's not the usual style of Chardonnay that I enjoy. Yeah, it's not reminding me of Chardonnay very much. But I mean, it does have vanilla. Good. It does have that lemon. It's more bright and unoaked. It's just, I mean, we drink so much oaked Chardonnay, so. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me more of like a Sauvignon Blanc or something like yes. that. Yes. But it's quite good. Um, for yeah, it's not bad. the style that it is, I, I think that it's pretty good. It's definitely summery. Yeah, the aftertaste is um, very much Chardonnay, I would say. 
I think that it leaves me kind of thinking like, yeah, I've been drinking a Chardonnay. It's just that first bright burst of acidity that I'm not used to in a Chardonnay. Uh, but I think that, that the winemaker has done something interesting here, which uh, yeah. is cool. I think I'd give it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. I think I would go higher than that personally. Really? Yeah. I, again, it's a preference versus quality thing. Like, it's not my preference, but I think it's well made. So I would give it okay. higher, even though sure. I guess on preference I might give it a 6 out of 10. Yes. that I think that's what I was going for. I mean, it's a pretty good, well-made wine. It's not bad. It's yeah. just not... What I would choose. I would definitely choose the Coppola over that. Yeah, I think sure. to drink for sure. But I just think that this one is much more unique. Like the, the fact that we didn't expect that out of Chardonnay grapes, I think is pretty cool. That's true. Well, uh, let's take a quick break here. And when we get back, we'll talk about rosés. See you later. Well, as you can hear... We just opened our third can. And we're back. It's another <laughs> Blue Lobster wine. This time, their rosé offering. And it's a little less alcoholic at 11.7%. I mean, it's a rosé, so. Yeah, it, it looks very similar. It's another California-sourced wine. It's got the Blue Lobster with the white label, which I think all of their wines look like that. It promises to be... Red berry, fresh strawberry, and citrus zest. So another summery type of thing? Yep. Uh, they have, I think, a uh, like a Pinot Noir offering in the winter. Oh. Um, but this is their summer rosé. So this is a very seasonal type of business. Well, I think probably they're available all year round, but the ones that they, the ones that they have in stores are going to be seasonal, yeah. Okay. And they have a little blurb on the side about the business, which uh, just goes on to say, you know, why we chose cans, um, which I think we went over in the last episode. But, I mean, a big part of it is, you know, it's recyclable, it's cheap, and people don't aren't as snobbish about it as they used to. Yeah. So, so, so if you want to learn a lot more about cans themselves, then definitely go to our first cans episode in our first season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just get in here and smell it. Go for it. Um, this doesn't smell particularly appetizing to me. Uh, <laughs> okay. It smells kind of like paint. Ooh. It's. You think that's the metal? I think it's. Or a mix. The fermentation process, I would guess. It's kind of like pickled. Okay, I agree. But it's not a very strong sm smell overall. Compared to the last few, which have had a pretty... Strong nose. This one is. It's almost balsamic-y. Yeah, actually, that's like a, a great way of balsamic. putting it. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, reduced fruit, reduced like stewed. I definitely think that it'll be somewhat jammy or definitely fruit forward. I because I am getting that fruit smell, but it's it is balsamic-y. <laughs> I think I've said this before on another episode. I don't remember which wine it was for, so maybe I should go back and check that out afterwards. But. The, the the paint smell that this is reminding me of is the ultramarine. If anyone has been in painting class and they've smelled ultramarine blue, this is that. <laughs> different colors have different smells? Yes. Whoa. Okay. Yes. And um, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is not a pleasant smell. So, um, yeah, I went to art school. So, here we are. <laughs> okay. Um, 
get right into it. Wow, that has no sugar. Uh, for a rosé, that is dry, dry, dry. Um, I think you're right with the jammy, stewed. Definitely does have the strawberry that they were promising. I'm looking at the color of, of what was left on the rim, and it's clear. Let's take a look. Okay. Yeah, it's like a... It, imagine you put a little strawberry juice in, in water. It's pink, but it's so clear. It's very yeah. diluted mm-hmm. looking. Um, but it's, it is jammy, which I'm super impressed by myself for <laughs> guessing that. Um. It is so dry. If you like almost cidery wine where it's just, you know, been fermented, um, you know, where all the sugar is gone. This is that. Yeah, it's definitely not sweet. I get a lot of strawberry, maybe some lemon. It's almost like a strawberry lemonade, but diluted. Yep. And it has a little bit of uh, some like maybe spice or something uh, on the on the finish, but it's a pretty... Um, like you said, it's pretty fruity up front and then it kind of finishes with that. Yeah. Something spicer and probably it's interesting. The acidity isn't out right up front. It's like, it's kind of, yeah, it's on the back end of the taste. Yeah. Smaller acidity rather than the Chardonnay from blue, blue lobster. Right. Which I wouldn't have expected. Uh, again, that's so cool. Um, I mean, it's it's okay. It's nothing super special to me. It's something that's drinkable. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I think the Ch- their Chardonnay was better. Yes, I would agree with you. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to our fourth and final can. This is a comparison rosé. It's by the McBride Sisters, and it's called She Can. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, this one comes in at... 12.5%, I believe. Yeah. And do you want to describe the can? Sure. So the can really caught my eye. It's really cool. The lettering is pink uh, because it's a rosé, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't think I saw another type of wine from them on the show. I didn't see one either. It has a drawing of a lion face, it looks like, or a panther face, some sort of big cat. And then there's... Just it's covered in flowers. It's a very florally some fruits around as well. So I'm guessing that this is going to definitely be another fruit forward one. And I'm hoping that it's better than the blue lobster rose. I will say this one wasn't particularly well reviewed online. Oh, that's a bummer. It was reviewed as quote straightforward, end quote. <laughs> so basic. Yeah, I, I don't know. That sounds like a bad thing. It does. But then it also had, you know, four stars on average. So Okay. I think that it's probably just good at whatever it does, but not a nuanced wine. Well, what's super cool about this that you found out was McBride Sisters Wine is the largest black-owned wine company in the U.S. Yeah, really cool. It's based out of California, and this She Can offering is another wine that donates to charity, so... Yeah, this time it's uh, to women in the wine industry. So cool. I love that. Yeah, we found that a lot of these canned wines have charities associated with them. And I think it's because they are, you know, McBride Sisters is a big winery, not just cans. This is one of their few can offerings, in fact. So when they're doing something special like putting the wine in a can, they're going to associate it with something special like a charity. 
And with that, do you want to take a smell? Go for it. Okay. Okay, this smells more delightful than the blue lobster one. It doesn't smell as fermenty. It still smells fruit forward, but it smells slightly sweeter. Yeah, it definitely smells sweeter. It smells like berry, um, strawberry, raspberry. It's definitely expecting some sugar here. In fact, this kind of smells like what I would expect a rosé uh, to I smell agree. Like. Although rosé comes in so many different forms, yes. you can make it out of white grapes, red grapes, all kinds of grapes. So. Right. I just meant like what I like when someone says rosé to me. This is my stereotypical smell. I think mm, the, I the berries. It's like almost a yeah, like a, a sangria. Okay. It smells berry berry wine. All right. I'm interested. I'll take a sip. All right. Hmm. Um. What do I say about this? That tough, huh? There isn't much body to it. It's not as fruity and as sweet as I thought it would be, although it is sweeter than the blue lobster one. Yep, for sure. I like it better than I thought I would from the nose, but I agree that it doesn't have doesn't have much body, doesn't have really any defining characteristics. In fact, I would actually smell it say it smells much like it tastes. It smells like berries and it tastes like berries. I think that if we took this and we fermented it for another six months, we would get what the blue lobster tastes like. I think what's getting me the most is it just tastes very much like alcohol. Mm. And it's not even that high alcohol content. Especially the finish. So the the flavors aren't covering it as much, which isn't a problem, but I'd expect that more out of a higher volume of alcohol. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't burn like alcohol, but it does taste like alcohol. Yes. That's very interesting. Which I, isn't terrible. Some people like that, but I'd rather get the fruity notes rather than the alcoholic notes. I think this would probably be better colder. Yeah, possibly. We did flash them in the freezer um, yep. a bit before we started, maybe half an hour. Yep. I think this would be better ice cold, even over ice. Very possible. Because I think it's a great sipping wine. And I think the word straightforward is is true. It, you know, it smells and tastes like what you'd expect. Yeah. But, um, I like the concept. I like it a lot better than the Blue Lobster just because it has more rose. to offer. offer. Yes. Uh, sorry, the Rosé. Blue Lobster Rosé. But it. I think out of this whole entire line, I, I like the Cupola better. Yeah. I just retasted the Blue Lobster Rosé. It's so acidic and tart. I definitely agree that that one's probably my least favorite of the lineup. I agree. Uh, as far as my favorite, let me f- taste the first two again. It's definitely a Chardonnay, but you knew that was coming. <laughs> and not trying to bash on all these wines. They're all drinkable wines, and they're not bad. I think a lot of these are a five or higher. I don't think I would. I'm going to bash. I don't think either. <laughs> I would drink either <laughs> of those rosés. I think that we've had rosés on the show that I would like much more than either of those. Yeah, that's... That's for sure. So I'm going to bash. Blue Lobster, get your rosé out of here. <laughs> she can. Your cause is great. Make better wine. Oh, dude. <laughs> we do. <laughs> if you're being honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree, actually. I think the Coppola is probably my choice. But the second one is, like I mentioned, really well made. Just uh, not for me. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, we should mention that these are all between 6 and $7 a can. 
Yes, that's true. So that's very similar to the ones we got last time. In fact, a little bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. And the Coppola we got actually a four pack of, so it was a bit cheaper per can around 450. So. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I think um, our second time around, do we like the experience of drinking wine in a can any better this time or? I mean, it's not bad. I've gotten used to the fact that we're just using a lot more cans now rather than glass bottles. But yeah. I would still rather drink wine out of a bottle than a can. Just straight out of the bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually agree, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I I think that the cans thing, it's funny because I can't remember what I said last time. And I haven't re-listened to the episode. So wow, this might age really poorly, but... <laughs> I think that the I think that having wine in a can feels very different than wine in a glass. I just think that even though it's the same, you know, these for instance the Coppola is like a very classic Chardonnay and I really like those. I just like the experience of drinking out of a glass better. Yes. And it definitely changes your perception of the wine. I think it just it it depends on what you're going for because these are very convenient to bring with you. Totally. And, and having, I think having one of those rosés on a picnic, you know. Sure. Um, it's like perfect. Why so. haven't we had a picnic? It's a good idea. We should, we should we do a picnic. We need to do a picnic. All right. Okay, cool. Okay, well, uh, before we wrap up here, hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are wherever your podcasts are found, uh, at It's Wine Podcast. So uh, come find us. Leave us a message. Leave us a suggestion. Tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> because we, we just are. might be. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to drinking some more wine with you. And I with you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye now. <laughs> bye.